Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who has two eyes, but maybe not, you know, forever. Frank, how are you today? <laughs> is that because I'm bald? Is that a bald joke? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, no. Because you? <laughs> you're cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Frank, we saw Captain Marvel not together because not we're not together. that good of friends. No. No. Um, so, so we're going to talk about it, but first we're going to talk about the beer that you're drinking mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that I'm drinking, but it's not the same beer, though it's it not. could be. It's not the same. We didn't see the movie together, and we're not drinking a beer together. Uh, yeah, um, I... What is our friendship, then? And I know, really. What is and What even is it? Uh, I'm drinking a Tired Hands. Today will be a good day. Creamy India Pale Latte Ale. What? Yeah. Tell me what? Tell me more about yeah. this. Yeah, this is a really good beer. So Tired Hands Brewery, I, I have yet to try a Tired Hands uh, beer that I, I don't thoroughly enjoy. Uh, and this is another one of those birthday beers uh, that, that I, I got uh, from a friend uh, right around uh, my birthday. And uh, yeah, today will be a good day is what it's called. And it is a it is a latte, uh, India Pale Latte, uh, brewed with spelt, oats, lactose, sugar, hopped intensely with Amarillo, Simcoe, Centennial, and Mosaic hops, uh, conditioned to top our Awake Minds coffee from Reanimator Coffee and Madagascar Vanilla Beans. And That's it is, intense. It's great. It's great. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Um, it is, I think, it's hard to come by. Um, I, I, I was doing some research and it seems like they may have stopped brewing it. Um, so, uh, it was, it was fantastic and I'm really, I feel really, really, really glad that I was able to, to try it. It's delicious. Uh, so if you find it out there somewhere, buy it because you're not going to see it for much longer. That is, that sounds delectable. Yeah. Truly. It sounds like I want a stout, but I want an IPA. That's what do it. I do? Because it's a creamy IPA that has coffee and vanilla. You expect that from a porter. You have like a coffee porter, a coffee stout, right? Very, very much like the flavor profiles go together very well. You don't expect it from an IPA. And that te- the, the smooth, silky um, mouthfeel you don't expect from an IPA either, but it works. It's great. Oh, that sounds so good. I've been in a wicked stout mood for the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks, too. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I don't have any in my fridge. So I'm drinking an Omission Brewing Company Ultimate Light Golden Ale. Nice. Because that's what's in my fridge. But also, it's past 8 o'clock and, you know, the gluten and stuff. So, yep, yep. you know, can only have so much of it. So, Frank, both of us, 
being adults who have jobs, were able to afford tickets to go see Captain Marvel this weekend. Yes. Contributing to its uh, like $150 million haul or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Huge. Big weekend. Huge. Did it, did it deserve the money, Frank? What do you think? It was good. It was very good. I liked it a lot. Um, a lot of people wanted it to be bad. A lot of people wanted it to fail. Um, and I thought and it was quite good. Are those people are big old meanies? Um, yes, and, to say the least. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. I also liked it quite a bit. It's very middle of the road Marvel for me. I have I to agree with you. It's not. I wouldn't say it's Infinity War, Homecoming, Winter Soldier, Iron Man one level good, but it's also, for my money, um, Iron Man three. Guardians to Incredible Hulk either. No, it's, are... it's I would I would very much agree with that assessment. It's not it, up there with the top tier ones, but it's nowhere near the bottom. No, it's definitely um, Doctor Strange, Ant Man and the Wasp, um, Thor, Guardians like, two, right? Guardian uh, to me, Guardians way at the bottom. So like okay. Guardians in the middle, whatever. Um, like that. That's where it is. It's literally directly in the middle. It's 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 got some really good bits, some really strong good stuff, mm. and some stuff that I go, yeah, all right, you went there, you did it, good for you, yeah. Um, but I think ultimately it rests on Brie Larson's performance, which I thought she was great. I thought she was she- charming. She was captivating. She was fun to watch. I was very much into that performance. Me too, and I'm not a. She she doesn't win me over in every performance. I'm not like a Brie Larson aficionado. Sometimes I think she's really solid, and other times I say you were in a movie. You know, like you know, like like most actors, really. Yeah. You can't say that every actor is amazing in every part. They're just not. She's, no matter how yeah. good they are. Sure, sure. And and so, but I she was is the Carol Danvers I read about. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I open a comic, up a comic book, she's fun and sassy and um badass and she's all these th- she's all these things that make her so distinctly her. You know, she's not Black Widow, she's not Scarlet Witch. You know, she's not Wonder Woman. You know, like she's Carol Danvers. Yes. She is her own person and she she stands up there with the rest of them, and she proves herself from the beginning that she's capable. It's not yes. like, a, oh, I'm learning. What do I do? Right from the start, she is good at what she does, and she is only going to get better at what she does. Yeah, she is. Like, it is so cool to see uh, to see how, like, badass she is and how powerful she is and how much she, like, knows how to harness that power and use that power. Um pretty pretty quickly i feel like that can be done two ways it can be done really poorly um in a way that doesn't feel earned but uh they pulled it off here where it does feel it does feel earned and it does work for me um that she is able to you know when when there when uh, all the limitations go away she's able to do her thing um i loved it i really did well i mean the i mean spoilers from spoilers from here on out out. yeah the the cree really did her a favor by teaching her with those limitations. They basically taught her with training wheels. Yes. So when they took the tra- when she took the training wheels off without even knowing she had them, she just wrecked them. 
Yep. Because Captain Marvel is the most powerful hero in the Marvel Universe. Like, some people, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, you could talk about Hulk and Iron Man or Thor or whatever all you want, but she could lay any of them out. Yeah, Maybe canonically, that's... Hulk. Canonically, she can lay out the Hulk, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's that good. And it's yes. not because she's, say, the strongest, but she is... The most she, powerful. She is the most powerful, yes. which is different. That comes from her head and her heart and the way she thinks and moves. And it's very... I thought that was good. Uh, so I so I very much enjoyed so I very much enjoyed the movie's take on her and I I kind of liked the the discover your origin amnesia version of her story like because as I said we've we already saw we already see her doing cool things right from the start. Sure. So her learning about her past her identity is very comic canonical, you know, Miss Marvel goes through years, years and years and years of not knowing who she is and where she belongs and blah, blah, blah. She spends tons of time with the X-Men in the comics, even though she's not a mutant. Like, like if you go back to Chris Claremont, like, like Carol Danvers is like, that's where she is. She's hanging out with the X-Men. So I, I enjoyed that bit. It didn't feel movie contrived. Like, oh, she doesn't know who she is. No. Like, that's... No, it- that's part of her character. It would be right. like, oh, what do you mean Cap froze in the ice? That's strange. Like, right, exactly, that's yeah. part do of people, the wait, character. Do people have a problem with that? No, I'm just oh, giving, okay. using it as an example. Okay, got it, got it, got it. As an, exa- as an example. Gotcha, what gotcha. Do we, what do we think of the her Star Force team, her Kree companions? I what? feel like uh, the same way I feel about Thor's uh, Warriors. Mm-hmm. Warriors 3. three. Warriors 3. The Warriors like, 3 and Lady okay, Sif. I'm being sort of told that they're like this legendary band of merry men, but I don't really feel like I'm seeing it. I'm being told and not shown. That's true. Um, and as a Thor fan, I saw the Warriors 3 and go, yeah, they're awesome because sure. they're, we know they're cool. I don't really know anything about Star Force mm. or that group. So I was like, okay, yeah, they seem good, I guess, at what they right. do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like I, no I guess they're they're doing sort of the bare minimum to show me that they are a badass team. And uh, okay, got it. Message received. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yep. But that's kind of all I got out of it. It's like, all right, I I guess I got what they wanted me to get out of it, but I didn't really experience it because you know it would have taken like a good chunk of a movie to to get that really across. So right. I very much enjoyed Minerva though. Out of all of them, like yeah. I liked her makeup and her mask and the look. Like it was very. Her hair was cool, like the yeah. whole thing. And I like, like, oh, is this why we didn't hang out? She's like, no, I just didn't like you. I know, I, I like, love that. Ah, no, it hurts. I know, but it was funny. Friends. Frenemies, frenemies. Um, do you, I didn't look into this? Do you know why Jude Law had orange eyes but not blue skin if he's Cree? I. I could not tell you. No, I I meant to look into it before the start because I don't think he does in the comics either. I'm pretty sure that Jan Rog is does not have blue skin, but I'm not sure if he's like half Cree or he's like he fights with the Cree. I'm not sure what it is. I felt very that didn't to me that felt very obvious that like obviously he's the bad guy like that that was not a a mystery to me but what i did like about it is that it completely misdirected me from the scrolls actually not being the bad guy i thought for sure cuz like the scrolls 
that's how I know the scrolls. The scrolls are one-dimensional villains that are always the bad guy. And I love the scrolls. The scroll like top I don't know 15 Marvel villains. The scrolls are on that their scrolls are on that list. Sure. So I guess and they're in the bottom 5, I guess. Although I top 10. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but but yeah, I think that's uh I I find the scrolls fascinating. I am hopeful that we will get some scroll stuff in in you know the upcoming films of of the MCU. I think um, we I think we will. I have a th- I have a theory. Yeah. And okay. I have seen I, I've like seen a few that. yeah, I've seen a few people think along these lines too. So sometimes it's it's nice when you're like, well, I guess I'm not the like I don't like is this an original thought? I'm not sure cuz other people are thinking it too. But yeah. if we are all on the same page, maybe that's where we're going with it. That's, you know. So uh, Talos, the Ben Mendelsohn, you know the the scroll, the head, the head of the scroll empire, which is who, not an empire right now. Who was also great, by the way, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh yeah, we'll come back to we'll come back to Benny Mend, um, Mendy, Mendo. as they call him in Australia. Um, it, the his daughter, he tells his wife, he's like shield her eyes, and then in the final battle, and then she does, but then as Talos is taking stuff out. Her daughter looks, and she has this look of almost like vindication on her face. Like she's happy that her dad took out the enemy. That you know he did this thing, and so then her dad gets hurt, and then will probably die. You know, in in all of these things, and so there's some talk about her being the queen of the scrolls. There's I can't remember her name, but in Secret Invasion, the Avengers storyline, Secret Invasion, where you find out the scrolls have infiltrated Earth for many, many years and blah blah blah. Great story. Um Um she let's talk about she is the queen of the scroll empire. Because if her dad is the leader right now, then she would be the next successive queen. Makes sense. And the timeline matches up from the nineties to, to the nineties to the now and everything like that. So she so even so, if you're disappointed in this film, where you're like, "But the scrolls are the bad guys," that doesn't mean that we won't see scrolls as the bad guys later. This to me is not the Mandarin twist, which is well documented. How well I hate it, mm-hmm. and it like the my blood will boil forever until the days after I die. It'll still be boiling about the Mandarin twist. And your your blue blood from the transfusion will be exactly boiling. Okay. exactly. Oh, I wish it could fly and stuff. But the um the Mandarin twist like. It gave me what would have been a very interesting and cool take on that character, and it robbed me of that. The scrolls, I still have a chance to see them yeah. as I know them. And this that... could just be the origin story for the scrolls as we know them. Exactly. But I loved this idea that the film kind of hints on, kind of doesn't, that it's the Kree Empire, right? And the Kree Empire expands the galaxy. There's They have multiple colonies and multiple planets. And so because... There, because the scrolls are at war with the Kree, the Kree, uh, the scrolls shapeshift and go and take over different planets because they have no choice but to do that. Otherwise, they don't have worlds to live on. Mm-hmm. So they are only infiltrating worlds to take them over because the Kree are taking over the galaxy. They're refugees and, so, and they need somewhere. They, need, they don't have their own home world. So this is what they're doing is they're invading other worlds. They're invading other worlds, and the Kree are like, they're invading other worlds. This is terrible. So it's just a perpetual cycle that will go on forever. My uh, uh, Palmer, uh, co-host of Academy Rewind and um, Batwoman TV Talk, he he and I were talking about it, and he says it's a thinly veiled Palestinian 
like Judaism Israeli conflict. conflict. Yeah. Israeli conflict, yeah. And and I I don't think he, I've never really thought about it that way and I'd be interested to go backward into some Avengers comics and Fantastic Four and read the scroll Cree war to see if that really is the like the take yeah. on it. Because sometimes I think about stuff like that all the time in every movie, but I that part of my brain turns off when I watch comic book movies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I have to deliberately watch it that way because this is my entertainment, not my not right, my work time right. in some ways. So but anyways, I really like that. Plus the the makeup on the scrolls was so good. It was, it was great. So good. It was outstanding. Oh, win an Oscar, whoever like whatever team did that, it was outstanding. And Ben Mendy was great. Yeah. Mendelssohn was great. Um, uh, the uh, Samuel L. Jackson looked, you know, 25 years younger. Um, I agree, I, though. I don't think he if they didn't de-age him and they just stuck a wig on him. I don't know if I he's would aged well. notice he's aged so well. I don't know if I'd notice. It's not like Michael Douglas, right? Where that you had to do a lot to make him look 30 years younger. Um, right. Right. Uh, one thing I did notice though, is that Samuel L. Jackson, uh, I'm not sure how old he is, but, uh, uh because, because he again, runs he's, like aged, he, he's aged well, he runs like an old man. He he moves. He's seventy, and and he moves like a seventy-year-old man. Like he kind of can't really run. You know, he sort of, you know, when he's moving fast, it's sort of with with some some creakiness, and it, and it shows. Mm-hmm. But 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 they they did de-age him pretty well. Actually, so I'm looking at a photo of him now. I, they did do some work to 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 de-age him because yeah, I mean he he looks good. Don't get me wrong, he looks great for his age. But but they made him look like he looked in the nineties. Um, so if this is supposed to take place in 1995, how old was Nick Fury supposed to be? Well, I don't know how old Nick Fury is, but if he's Samuel well, let's Jackson's Samuel age. Jackson's age. Yeah. So uh, in 1995, that would have been 23 years ago, so that would put him at 47. He's already, like, up there already. He's probably supposed to be younger than that. Probably more than more than likely. I will say I enjoyed the de aging, and I certainly enjoyed having Nick Fury in the movie. But at forty seven, he wasn't really badass Nick Fury, Agent of Shield that I was hoping for. He was kind of like deer in the headlights, Nick Fury. Well, it was before he's. I mean, I, I think it's. I think we're. He didn't even know that Kree and Skrulls existed. They didn't even really seem to know that like aliens really existed. Yeah, that so bit I, sure that bit I didn't mind. That's fine. Well, but, but I'm, like my, his I'm, I'm reaction to, to situations. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Well, my my point with that is that he hasn't been faced with those things yet and hasn't had the the opportunity to become the Nick Fury that you're looking for, like the badass like Agent of Shield that you're looking for, because he hasn't been going up against big enough threats to do that. Sure, but you're talking. But I'm thinking of like. Nick Fury, like, agent of the Cold War, you know, he says he was everywhere. Palmer said to me he thought he heard that he also said that Nick Fury was in World War II. Did you hear that? In that movie? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, okay, I didn't think so. I I knew that I said, he said the Cold War, he was everywhere. There was no mention of World War II. No. I didn't think so. No, that, that, that would not add up at all. No, because Nick Fury in the comics takes the Infinity Formula, which makes him young, which means that he fought alongside Cap America in World War II. But that, in the timeline of the MCU, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. That doesn't no. That's not I think a thing. He, he must have misheard. He must have heard like Cold War 
two or something, and they were you know in sure two, whatever, <laughs> sure whatever. But the when it comes to if if Nick Fury's let's say he's forty seven, even if he's forty, let's say at that time, you're talking he's been a spy already, he's been an agent of Shield for a good chunk of time, and he's a desk jockey. And he's like ready to give it up. Like that's kind oh, of where I see he what you is mean. now. Okay, but like he's already been the cool Nick Fury, and so but my so my my impression of him in this movie was like you've never done anything dangerous or agenty in your entire life, mm-hmm. and that was that was the part that I was like I kind of wanted to, and I think that chalks it up to to Sam Jackson being seventy. Honestly, yeah, probably. You know, but like I was kind of hoping for like really cool like bodysuit Nick Fury like we're going out there let's get stuff done you know hide you know karate chop moves whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know super spy stuff James Bond he's supposed to be James Bond that's what I was like trying to get at Nick Fury is James Bond with an eye patch and he was more like George Lazenby than Sean Connery <laughs> Aww, womp, womp. you know Ding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's sad. The drills lesson be, but but uh, yeah, I guess I, I I will give you that. I will give you that. He didn't maybe live up to the potential that we had hoped for, but I I guess I hope that we get a Captain Marvel two. Well, I guess we can't because she's gone for that whole time. But I guess I hope we get another movie that that takes place in the time between the end of this movie and before Iron Man, where we get think... to see a Nick Fury being exactly what you talk about. Well, here's my thought. The Black Widow film is also supposed to be a prequel, mm. and so it, and she's much younger than she. You know, if if Avengers, if Iron Man two takes place in twenty twelve or something like that, mm. and Natasha Romanoff is in her early twenties, maybe mid twenties at that point. You know, late if you're really pushing it, because Scarlett Johansson is only like 33 years old or something like that now. Um, then yeah. you then you could potentially get another Nick Fury that way, because Sam Jackson wants to explore more Nick Fury, younger Nick Fury. Um, he enjoys playing the character, and I would like to see, I would like to see Nick Fury be the Nick Fury I know he is, as opposed to the Nick Fury that I got in this film, which is not even something I thought about while I was watching the movie. It was only afterwards that I reflected on it and I went, Oh, I missed that. Mm. So, which is, I think a testament to the film that I didn't even think about it at all while I was watching the movie. It wasn't in my mind. It was only afterwards that I was like, well, that wasn't the point of the movie, but I wish I had, I had it. Sure. Okay. I'll agree with you there that I, yes, it wasn't the point, but I would have liked it if, if it had given it to us. Um, do you want to talk about the post credits uh, scenes? Really, one of them. But uh, I feel like there's, you know, so we, I, I feel like we we got that scene will probably be in Endgame. Probably, where, I where think Carol it feels like pops up. It feels like the Infinity. Um, it feels like the Civil War tag that they had at the end of some film. I don't remember which one, where they were like, "Oh, here's this direct scene from Civil War to kind of like give yeah. you like a little load down." So I think that is going to be in there. And I like that Carol kind of looks a little tattered and torn. Hair's a little longer. It's not as it's not as Rachel Green quaffed as it was. Sure. Rachel Green, yeah. Yeah. And 
and I like clearly the Kree Scroll War is still going on. She right. left very idealistically. I'm going to go stop this war in 1995. So you're talking almost 15 years later, and she's coming back, and she's like, not done yet. Twenty still not done years. Twenty three years later. Twenty three years later. Nineteen. Yeah. This takes about ninety five, two thousand five, twenty fifty. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. I skipped a decade. Um, yeah, okay. I always think the nineties was ten years ago. So I know that's see. It's just like it was ten years ago. It was forty. You're like, oh god. Mm, yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um. Somebody asked. Like, I saw a couple. Like, how did they get the beeper? And um, my question is, does it matter? Like, does yeah, it matter I, how? Th- well, th- that that's why I say this scene was probably taken right out of, right out mm-hmm. of Endgame because there will be something at the beginning of Endgame where it shows someone getting it to, or someone, or it's a real brief line of we went looking for Nick, found the beeper. Because the beeper m- seemed to be maybe... pretty big. I feel like they're going to show us because they, they made yeah. a point of like showing us the beeper in this movie and like I, I like showing us how she modified it and all that stuff. I feel like well, mm-hmm. whatever, one way or another, we will we will know how it got there. Yeah. And I think um, this scene is taken from like a few minutes into Endgame. Um a few a few people a few people asked uh, have been asking, you know, if he's had this beeper, why hasn't he pushed it before? She said in case why? of emergencies. Well, Kevin Feige replied with who says she who says he hasn't just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean that he hasn't pushed it before. That's true. Because if this takes place in 95, the Avengers don't form until 2012. That's yep. a lot of years where he could have pushed that button. That's true. You know, she could have come back. She could have secretly come in, done a thing because it's shield there. They cover up stuff. True. So just because the, the world does not know of her existence doesn't mean that. And we, the filmmakers or the film viewers don't know of her existence doesn't mean that he hasn't pushed that button before. So That's a valid point. Yeah, there's no there's no one there's no reason to think that she necessarily wouldn't have. I tend to think that he hasn't pushed that button until now. But m- me too. You could always you could always say that there were instances where he did. Yes, of course. Right. That was my thought too, but Feige also so like for him to say who says that he hasn't means like they've maybe thought about that a little bit. Sure. I would like to see more Captain Marvel movies, but I want to see her in space next time. I want to see some Kree Skull War. I want to yeah. see some. I want to see her versus Ronan. I want to see because you know he says, "Oh, we'll come back for." Yeah, we'll yeah. For. I want. I want to see some of that. Even like maybe she deals with Thanos at one point. You know, That'd maybe because be cool. she, she's so powerful. You know, so and he did not have Infinity Stones before then, and so there's some. There's some real potential there, and her suit looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I just gotta say, suit looked amazing. I love the color dial thing where she that was let, cool. That, that was, was really cool. cool. Yeah, because she she wears the she wears the classic Marvel costume at one point because it lingers on the green and the white, which is yeah. the classic Marvel costume. Speaking of Marvel, did you like the Annette Benning twist that she was actually Marvel? Uh, that was interesting. I'm I admittedly not familiar enough to to know how close to the current continuity that that falls because I mm-hmm. know that there has been some there have been a few different characters by the name Marvel. Have there not? Yes, there's been Marvel, who's Captain Marvel, and then right. Carol Danvers has been Miss Marvel for right. quite a while, and then. 
her being Captain Marvel in honor of Marvel, as yes. she obviously does here, is pretty recent. Like, like the last five years or so. Five to ten years, Yeah, maybe? something like that. I, re- I remember when that, five when to, that I say five to, yeah, five to ten years, something like that. But but uh, so so I but yeah I mean yeah I thought I, I I did like that twist I like that twist that she was that that's that was, the reveal was was I thought well done um, I I liked that I liked that uh, quite a bit I like yeah. using that as the as the you know when she's in the whatever whatever that's called when they put they put her back in in the chamber with the with the net bedding. Uh, and and Marvel <laughs> with Marvel. Well, yeah, but with with the su- supreme being or the supreme being, yeah, it's an intellect, supreme intellect. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I like that they when they did that they um, they used that as the as the thing that motivates her to like go beyond and 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 unleash her full power. That's cool. I agree. I liked Maria Rambo. She um, she acted the yeah. heck out of that part i thought memorable performance she becomes photon or somebody else i cannot remember oh. yeah captain marvel's extended family is not one that i am very very familiar with which Nor also le- led me to watch this movie going uh that was just a i enjoyed that because i wasn't worried about anything else yeah yes that's true there were a lot of things like that where i was able to just just enjoy it like the flurkin that was I didn't know about the Flurkin. So I I very much enjoyed that. That I thought was super fun. The Flurkin was f- That was a very like rocket raccoon, you know, and and uh and uh oh, I'm trying to give another example of it. But that that Howard the Duck appearance, like it felt like one of those sort of like th- those comedy beats that are very mm-hmm. MCU. Speaking of comedy beats in the Flurkin, how do you feel about Nick Fury losing his eye because of the Flurkin? That felt a little bit like Boba Fett uh, just falling into the friggin' pit, uh, the Sarlacc pit, and that's it. Like he went out like a chump. I thought. I, I, I. It's funny that that like he tells the story that like it was this big. This big last thing time and, I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Right, because well, you trusted a cat. Right, like yeah. So Mistake like number I, one. That's funny, but it it feels a little like oh that's kind of a bummer because you want him to have lost it in a cool way. I, you know, I, I. That's it. I agree. You want him to have lost it in a cool way, and I love that he tells people that he lost it in a cool way, in its own way. But that again diminishes. That's when he becomes the George Lazenby James Bond, and yeah. he's not Sean Connery yeah. or even Roger Moore. You know, he's just so. It's just kind of a bummer. It's not a huge deal for me, but it's sort of like I would have gone. I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, are we? depowering this character are we like making taking away some of the things that make him cool but like whatever um yeah. that's where they went yeah i, but I mean I, but i did like but at the same time it's it's funny. like it's funny and i'm not sure if funny overrides like a care like a character point you know yeah in some ways i'm not i'm just not sure yeah yeah same yeah same um, any other odds and sods, uh, bits and pieces you want to mention before we uh, say goodbye? Odds and sods. I liked that Yon Rog didn't die. Oh, like, yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
And from a storytelling perspective, I very much enjoyed they fought at the beginning, right? They have this training sequence at the beginning, and it's very intricate in this, you know, fight, 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 back, back, back and forth on the mat, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes and it sets it up in a way that it comes back to that full circle and Jan Rog is like, you know, let's do this fight because he knows if he gets hit. Like, you know, like she's full power. He's not going to be able to take her. So he he goads her and she's just like, I'm not she's I'm not having it like it's like like the movie tells you it's good. They're going to do that fight. Right. And they don't. And I yes. really enjoy I really enjoyed that. She rises above what a, basically what a boy would do. Yeah. You know? Yes, that's right. Because every other boy would be like, well, I got to prove myself. You know, she rises above the prove herself manner and literally says, I have nothing to prove to you. Um. She, that that's very true. It also very much gave me the vibe of Indiana Jones shooting the Arab Sorbson. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Like, I don't have just, just get out of here. Be yeah. gone. Exactly. And I liked yeah. that he didn't die because I hate when the villains die. You have robbed us of storytelling potential, and now that's two comic book movies back to back where the main vi- one of the main villains didn't die. Cause that's right. Ocean Master doesn't die in Aquaman, and now. And now we have Jan Rog still alive in Captain Marvel, and technically even Infinity War, Thanos is still alive, obviously. So obviously, yeah. D- uh, like, speaking that's of, that's a good, tr- that's an uphill trend. I like it. That. Is it is an uphill trend, and it's it's it sets up. I mean, it sets up some very fun stuff for the future potentially. Um, I I think it's really funny how many of these. How many movies have they done? Twenty now. Twenty two. Twenty one. I think this twenty one. Out of twenty one movies, at least three of them are basically about the Tesseract. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> that was a full on surprise. I was like, oh the Tesseract. This All right. <laughs> yeah, you're here. Yeah. I like the I loved the I loved Goose throwing up the Tesseract at the end. I know. Yes, that was as a cat owner, right? Doesn't that as a, like, as oh, a yeah. cat owner, I, I, I appreciate it. Someone was like, why did it throw up the Tesseract? And I was like, because it's a cat. It's yeah. funny. You're not a cat person, are you? Yeah. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I have to think that the name Goose is a reference to Top Gun. I think so. It's um, it's his name in the comics. Oh, it is. Uh, okay. okay. Yes. Yeah. Goose is Goose is her cat. But in the comics, he's just a cat. Not a flurkin. Not a flurkin. Oh, he's okay. just a cat. I thought so. Like I was getting Top Gun vibes from from them. Like oh. There's there was one moment particularly where I was like, oh, it, in the in the bar, there was a bar, her flashback scene. And he's like, you know why they call him cockpits, don't you? Oh, that dude looked yeah. like Tom Cruise. Oh, sure. OK. And okay. it wasn't it wasn't Tom it Cruise, wasn't, but, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was it that t- was an absolute like Top Gun, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, totally. I just wanted the danger zone. Yeah, I just wanted danger zone. Danger zone. Something. Something. Danger zone. Danger zone. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it o- overall. Again, middle of the road Marvel is a, still a high bar. Yes. And I think that's yes. the. I think that's the. You know. I don't want every movie to be as heavy as Civil War or Winter Soldier or Infinity oh, War. God, like, no. oh, that's just so exhausting. And I don't want every movie to be as zany and fun as Ragnarok or Guardians or whatever. Like, sometimes I just want a straight down the middle good superhero movie that has some fun action beats and some fun comedic moments and some good drama. And that's what this delivered. 
to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It yep. was all of those bits. Some some storytelling things I'd like clean up a little bit, explore some things here or there, you know. But ultimately, I quite enjoyed this film, and it was a strong outing for a character that I had previously no emotional connection to, and now I am jazzercised to see her show up in just a few short months. Jazzercised? Wow, that's okay. We'll go with that. Yeah, jazzercised to see her show up in a few months. Yeah, yeah, that's good for sure. So, yeah. So. All right, well, this has been our conversation on Captain Marvel. Frank, do you have any last things to say? Mm, nope, nope. I'm um, I'm all tapped out. I think you actually summed it up really well right there. That it was just it was a good down the middle film, and I'm I was I was a fan of it. I might go see it again. Actually, you know, I would talking like to, about it makes me want to go see it again. I would like to see it again. I hope I can get there. We'll find out. But you know what? Yep. A few short months, it'll be out. I'll watch it again. Exactly. So, anyway, you can find us on Beer with Geeks at Twitter, Gmail, and Facebook. You can go to patreon.com and support us. Even a dollar a month goes a long way because it costs some money to put these podcasts on. So, we would appreciate if you love us a dollar a month. It would be spectacular. You can listen to some off-the-mic conversations or off-the-recording conversations or off-the-record conversations. There's something about that because technically we need recording and mic for you to listen to them. But we'll figure it out. So all of that, you can check out all the Thought Bubble Audio shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Frank, Mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure. And I say to you. Absolutely, my friend. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.